All right, psychology nerds, and welcome to a special episode of the Psychology and Stuff podcast out of Phoenix Studios at the University of Wisconsin, Green Bay. I'm Ryan Martin, and I'm here joined via social distancing by my uh, <laughs> colleague and co-host, Dr. Georgina Wilson-Dungeon. How are you, Georgina? I am doing well, sheltered here at home, and um, doing doing A-OK like everyone else, uh, just getting through. Yeah, me too. I uh, I am going to admit that I'm a little sad this morning, so which is part of what uh motivated this episode was wanting to uh well, a wanting to talk to someone. Uh yep. <laughs> but also um but also uh wanting to kind of share some thoughts with people about some good psychological approaches to dealing with the self-quarantining situation or social distancing. So that's uh, what's on tap for today. Awesome. And I should say at the outset that that, um, physical distancing might be a better term that we could use, that we're we're taking a physical distance from each other, but not a social distance from each other. In fact, I think we need social closeness. (laughs) Even more now in a time of physical distancing. That is actually a really, really great point that I had not thought of. So I am already glad that we're doing this. Um, <laughs> so no, that is a super, super point. Um, and so I think um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that term from now on, but I'm probably going to screw up. So when I screw up, go ahead and remind me to uh, to, to do better. Um, oh, I will. I will just shout it out. <laughs> I, I know I can count on you. So, um, so I think uh, two things uh, to, to sort of preface thing. One, we're obviously doing this over the phone, so the audio may be not quite at the standard of our, our typical episode. Um, the other thing I'd say is that so the the things I'm going to say are certainly um, like data driven. They're they're kind of rooted in my um, or as I should say the psychological tips I'm about to give are data-driven. They're rooted in a lot of stuff that I cover in courses like abnormal psychology and things like that. Um, but it, it's not as though I have, like, specific citations that I'm going to have for people. And I imagine you're in a similar boat. Is that fair? I I, I would say that's definitely true. Um, my source of, of research comes from my environmental and conservation psychology courses. So uh, looking at it from a different lens, that's certainly all based on empirical research. Right. So, very good. So, should we uh, should we get into it? Are you ready? Well, let's do it. So, so what we're doing today are sort of some things to consider as we are physically distant from each other. Um, ways in which to um, cope in a positive way. Yep. And we're each going to basically we, we've got three uh, suggestions or tips. Uh, that we are going to, uh, that we're going to share and we're just going to alternate and go back and forth. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and start. And my first one is away. that I would, in- yeah, my first one is that I would encourage people to take care of themselves physically. Um, and I'm thinking about this in terms of one of the things that I was realizing this morning as I got up and I, I changed out of my pajamas into a pair <laughs> of sweat, of sweatpants. And I thought, upgraded. <laughs> Yeah, I thought to myself, this is not really an upgrade, right? I'm I'm more or less just exchanging a pair of pajamas for another pair of pajamas. Um, and 
I realized um, we've actually been making our kids change their clothes and not just wear their pajamas. And part of the reason we're doing that is because we we, we don't want to kind of fall into the trap of um, kind of uh, – I mean, yes, it's important to be comfortable, but we don't really want to fall into the, the trap of becoming kind of slothful. And so, you know, trying to do things like get some exercise, trying to eat uh, relatively healthfully – uh, trying to kind of go through some of the same things that we would have gone through if we were going to school or going to work. And I think there's a piece of that that is uh, important. I think it it would be very easy for me to fall into kind of the trap of um, of doing the same things I'd be doing or if I were depressed right now, which is not taking care of myself, um, not yes. eating right, not getting exercise, not taking care of my sort of physical hygiene and things like that. So my uh, first tip is to to try and embrace those things. And and I totally agree with that. And I think like when I went grocery shopping, um, sort of in the midst of that, a little bit of panic that I had, um, to be honest. <laughs> um, and I went grocery shopping. I purchased a, a few things that I would never normally buy um you know like including a brownie mix which i made and then like my whole family we ate it in like a day <laughs> right. so i think like it might be okay for like a one-time treat kind of thing but if i make brownies every single day that we're self-quarantining it's not going to be a good thing for my body Yep, and that's exactly what, I, what I'm thinking. Like, I don't want to encourage people not to treat themselves. I think people should treat themselves. But at the same time, we have to remember we are in this for the long haul. And right. if I, I, I did something almost exactly what you did, I went and bought – I was at the grocery store, and I bought a pint of ice cream um, yep. and <laughs> brought it home and ate it. And it was great. I enjoyed it a lot, but I can't do that every day. And so right. – um, it, those kinds of treats are 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 certainly fine, um, the same way they were certainly fine before. Um, but we we it, it wouldn't be healthy to get in the habit of doing that all the time. Absolutely, good. Well, my uh, my first tip is actually based on the episode that we did two um, episodes ago about vitamin N, and I. Like, if if there is some good that is going to come out of this whole thing, it is that I think that people have embraced going out into nature, at least from what I can mm-hmm. see from uh, – I have a dog, um, an amazing dog, the best dog ever. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fight me on that one. Um, <laughs> but I, I normally walk my dog every single day on a trail near my house, uh, but now I have been joined at a an appropriate physical distance uh, with <laughs> lots of people with dogs, just you know, by themselves or uh, with their families, out riding bikes and walking out on the trail. And you cannot um, do a better thing for your body, I think, than to go out and exercise, but also be out in nature. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, getting fresh air. Uh, of course, you have to remind yourself that you can't, you know, be very close to other people. And but the dogs are really happy to not <laughs> be.
be physically distant from each other. <laughs> so it's good right. for the dog as well, you know, to get out and and to walk. And so I think it's been a really great thing and a great tip. Yeah, we have we have actually gone for a family walk just about every day for the last four days. Um, and yesterday we didn't actually, but we went outside and just played in the backyard for a long time. Played uh, um, uh, played some basketball uh, in the driveway, yeah. and then I went in the back uh, and tried to kind of brainstorm some fun things we can do in the backyard. And so um, I totally agree. Getting outside is really important right now. Yep. I I agree, and if you can find, if you're close enough to actually go to some place, uh, you know, like that has nature, like trees and running water, uh, certainly those are really great environments to be in right now mm-hmm. um, to really, to as a stress reliever, but also as a, a healer, you know, nature has the ability to heal us as well, and so uh, I think, you know, if it can help us with the psychological healing that we need as well. Very, very true. We uh, we were surrounded by water on a lot of our family walks over the over the weekend. We we went to a couple of different places, even a place that had a little bit of a waterfall, which was kind of nice. And so it is the sound yep. of that felt great. But, yep. And I actually like posted us. A 20-second video of my dog eating a stick by a, a running stream, uh, and I think like more than 180 people viewed that and expressed a, a little bit of peace from just watching that remotely. And so I think maybe we can post some more things. Like if you yeah. run into a waterfall, you know, take a short video of that and post it on social media so that people who don't have access to that or who are sick and, you know, quarantining themselves inside can at least enjoy some of the sound of running water, Mm -hmm. too. And, and you know, that's a good time to mention that we are on uh, Instagram right now, at Stuff, And so let's make a point of uh, posting some of that stuff over the next few days for people. Absolutely. Um, And so, yeah, I think that would be great. So we will make a point of that. We are now on Twitter and Facebook. I mean, we've been on Twitter and Facebook for a while, but we are now on Instagram as well, at Psych and Stuff in all of those different places. Um, All all right. So my second one here is to socialize virtually. Um, Very building off what you said earlier about uh, physical distancing versus social distancing, I would encourage people to uh, make a point of connecting with loved ones, with friends, with colleagues, uh, w- with others in some sort of virtual space. And um, not not just, I think, like sending people texts and things like that, but actually hearing people's voices, um, yeah. whether, whether it is a, a – a video chat or a phone call or anything like that. Even just yesterday, I was I was testing some technology, and um, I I was working with a student on trying to see you know if we wanted to use something for our meetings something like that. And so we just quick set up like a it was probably a three minute video chat to test it out. And um, it was Stephanie, you you know Stephanie, yep. Um, yep. and uh, it was. It was really nice. It was really nice to see her face. It was really nice to hear her voice. You know, this is a student that I meet with a couple times a week um, over the semester, and I, I enjoyed that. So yep. trying to find ways to um, to do that 
is, I think, uh, is really important. I'm encouraging, I'm trying to get my kids to, um, not trying to, my, my kids are, um, connecting with, uh, with my mom via, you know, Facebook Messenger and, and things like that. Yep. Uh, to, to, to really just stay connected socially. And you're absolutely right that we shouldn't be calling it social distancing for that very reason. Yep, absolutely. And so, um, my mother-in-law, who is turning 94 on Friday, uh, lives in an assisted living and they have put her on full lockdown. Uh, she's not allowed to leave her room and they deliver food in a box outside of her door and then she goes and picks it up and that's her life for a while. And I mean, she's not even in a nursing home. This is like assisted living, so she's pretty independent, but she relies on, you know, going down to the dining room and playing bingo and bocce ball and all of the things that this beautiful facility has to help uh, seniors stay engaged, um, you know, socially. And so I've taken to calling her three times a day and we set up times because she's losing track of time. Um, And so I'm like, I'm going to call you at 10 and at 2 and at 8. And so I call her, I set my, and in fact, it's 10 o'clock right now, so I will call her a little bit Uh later. Um, But I'm trying to reach out to her. I mean, she doesn't have a fancy phone, so I can't video chat, but I can certainly call her on the phone. And I think that that's important to remember, too, that there are some people who rely on, the social interactions with others because it's the only interactions they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, yeah, I mean, that is super important. I hadn't thought of that at all. I, my father is actually in a similar boat, um, and I don't mm-hmm. think he's on the same level of lockdown, but they're not, t- he, he isn't having any visitors. Um, right. So I, I don't think he's just in full lockdown in his in his room, but they don't have visitors uh or they're not allowing any visitors right now which is a another level of um uh just distancing um which is unfortunate yeah absolutely Um, and this this happened um you know like every other day they went on one more step of lockdown so um at first it was limited visitors and then no visitors and now just in your room and no activity or social interaction at all so Things are changing so rapidly, too, um, that I think just checking in with people like on the daily is a great idea. Yep, absolutely. I I agree. What's your number two? That was my number two, right? Yes. So so my number two is um, if you have – if you are fortunate enough to have a pet or pets at home um, that there's – Plenty of research uh, out there that shows that even um, petting a dog or a cat, like the physical action of petting an animal, can reduce stress. And so um, I say, like, just give your pets um, some extra love, both for them, but also for you um, and for your stress reduction. And so it kind of goes along with my number one. But you can also, you know, take them for walks and go outside and do those sorts of things. Um, but I also think just the, the act of uh, petting an animal can be really beneficial to your stress levels. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I we don't we don't have a pet. We got a lot of deer in the yard, so I might uh, try and get out there and just tackle one of those. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm sure they'll see love what that. happens. 
Yeah, I think that'll be great because what we really want right now is an unnecessary trip to the hospital. That is, that is what's best, best for everyone. Sounds like a great but, idea. You'd go for it. Yeah. What we do have an abundance of, though, is uh, our stuffed animals. And I have noticed, yes. you know, my, my kids wanting to have those in bed with them. Um, I mean, they always do, but maybe more so than normal. And my kids have actually talked about just um, one of one, my my youngest in particular has talked about wanting to build snuggle time into um, into the the daily plan um, mm-hmm. and giving hugs and things like that, which is I think similar. Yes, I totally agree. Like we know that physical touch is very important, and if you are quarantined with others, great, <laughs> you are lucky. right, right. <laughs> Um, all right, number three for me is uh, is related to um, stimulus selection is what we sometimes call it in the study mm-hmm. of emotion, but um, it's ultimately about knowing when to disconnect from the news. Uh, and uh, I say that because we, we obviously want and need to stay informed, and so I would never want anyone to to say, okay, i got to pull the plug on, on the news altogether. Um, right. However, um, it is important to find the balance between, you know, getting enough news and getting too much because it's um, unquestioningly, you know, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of people right now, students and coworkers and friends who are feeling anxious and they're feeling especially anxious when they're paying too, maybe too much attention uh, to the news. Um, you know, we want to stay informed, but I think there's a point at which you can decide, okay, I'm going to unplug from that side of things for a little while. I'm going to check in maybe in a couple of hours or maybe tomorrow. But for now, it's okay for me to just keep doing the things I'm doing um, without yep. without needing to invite that stimulus into my life. Um, so yep. that is a, a thing to think about is just know when it's time to just disconnect from the news and to, to choose not to uh, to take in those uh, those stimuli. I think it's particularly important, and I don't know their research on this personally, um, but to think about um, unplugging from your phone and from social media before bedtime um, yes. just to, to improve sleep because what you don't want to happen is that – you don't sleep well because that's part of your number one of taking care of ourselves yep. is that <laughs> if you're not sleeping well, then um, that can also further erode your stress and your health and all of those things. And so maybe making a point of um, disconnecting for a half an hour or an hour before you go to bed and just read a book or listen to some music mm-hmm. or meditate or something else uh, rather than doing that. Right. Yeah, no, that's uh, absolutely. I mean, I, one of the things I probably should have mentioned, and I will now during the during point one was uh, that staying on a healthy sleep schedule, I think it's really easy to say, you know what, I don't have to be up for anything tomorrow. So I'm going to, um, you know, just stay up late watching movies or something like that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that isn't a, a good way to approach things. I think trying to stay on a, on a healthy sleep schedule, trying to stay on a, on a relatively regular schedule. Um, you know, the degree to which you can sort of keep things normal, uh, the better. Um, yep. And a part of good sleep hygiene is saying, okay, I'm going to unplug, not just for the, uh, the the visual stimulation, which we know interferes with sleep, but you're right. I mean, it, you know, paying attention to scary things. There's a reason why I don't watch scary movies right before bed either. 
Yep. Uh, and it's, and it's, <laughs> or ever um, for me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that reason is because I never watch scary movies. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, trying to pull pull the plug on some of that can be healthy. Absolutely. Uh, I should also say a shout out for being out in nature and how that helps you regulate your sleep um, mm-hmm. patterns as well. Like at least 15 minutes with the sun or, you know, cloudy sun or, or whatever on the back of your hand <laughs> or, and your face are um, good ways to make sure that your circadian rhythms and everything are in order. So um, getting outside for that reason is good, too. So very, my, very good. My, my last one, my, my last little tip is actually um, to pay attention to some of the positives. And um, as a conservation psychologist, one of the things um, that I am reading about and seeing that makes me um, just have some hope is um, how much the environment is improving with we humans um, not doing so much damage. <laughs> right. You know, I was reading an article about how the water in Venice uh, in the canals is um, getting cleaner and the air quality um, was actually like visible in over China um, from space and things like that are uh, encouraging to me that maybe we might uh, consider some of the things that we're doing now on the long term. <laughs> Going outside and exercising, you know, checking in with friends and, and socializing and and taking care of each other and supporting each other. These things, I hope, will continue on. And so I hope we look for the, some of the positives uh, and carry those forward. That is a really interesting point. And I've, I've read – I had not read the thing about Venice, but I've read the thing about China uh, and the air quality there uh, as well. And so, yeah, paying attention to uh, another sort of emotion regulation strategy, right, uh, positive reappraisal. Um, paying attention to those silver linings or trying to identify some, some, uh, some good things that, that may be coming out of this really, really bad thing, uh, is, is important. So very, very good. So, um, I have no idea what, I guess we have another episode coming out soon. I don't know when I'm going to get this out, but probably very soon. And then we also have, uh, the Salo and Jason episode coming out soon. Um, you know, other, I think like a lot of things, everything's complicated right now. So, um, we're going to figure out how to record more episodes, try and stick to a schedule and get them out. Um, yep. people should be following Psych and Stuff and all those places I mentioned, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Georgina, what's your handle? G-E-O-R-J-E-A-N-N-A-W-D. All right, Georgina WD, and I am at Ryce Martis, R-Y-C-M-A-R-T. Um, anything else we want people to know before we sign off? Nope, just just stay well, check in with each other, and um, just keep keep on keeping Ooh. on. Absolutely, yes. Take care of yourselves. Psych and Stuff is a production of Phoenix Studios at the University of Wisconsin Green Bay. The executive producer is Ryan Martin, and the production manager is Kate Barley. Our audio production coordinator is Bill Salick, and the engineer for today's episode is me because I'm doing it from home. Our graphic <laughs> designer is Kimberly Fleece. 
And if you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also head over to our website, uwgb.edu slash podcast, to check out past episodes of this and all our shows. I'm your host, Ryan Martin, and I'm here with Georgina Wilson-Denja. Keep being amazing. Thank you.